What's up everyone? Today Woo. Today we have a special episode for you. We have it's your girl currently she has about uh 282,000 yeah. followers on TikTok mm-hmm. and she has about 37k on Instagram. So basically she be popping. Yeah. And she also is a business owner. She has her own podcast called Hey Bitches Podcast. So everything she talks about in this episode is just part 1 mm-hmm. just letting you know there's the part 2 coming up next week so enjoy this conversation for today between us and it's your girl i mean i mean let's just say carly okay yeah <laughs> okay that's that's it that was the that was the introduction that's all you're going to get enjoy We have a really special guest out here, Carly, and I'm going to introduce her. Might not be the way she introduces herself, but I'm going to introduce her in this manner. She's an influencer, she's a TikToker, she's a business owner, and to that creator. Content creator is let's go yeah, that word. Body positivity advocate. <laughs> yeah, that's 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 a one of it. And I can go on and on. <laughs> yeah, it goes on and on. Carly, is that the way you would describe it as well? I would say yeah. I mean, I'm a yeah, full-time influencer, content creator. Also, yeah, I guess a business owner. I I don't like to just label it. I'm just a girl just living her life. <laughs> love that. She's just a girl living life everyone. Yeah. Okay. So all her live life. So yeah, so my story was that I saw you first on TikTok. Oh, are we surprised? No. Uh, <laughs> so I saw you first on TikTok, and then like usually when you scroll through TikTok, you see like traditionally pretty-looking girls, right? And mm-hmm. you're always like you see them, and you're like, okay, everyone is doing the same thing, same dance moves, and same shit. So you just keep going on like with your life. But I saw you, and you, no joke, you were the only person who intrigued me enough. to go to your profile and follow you on Instagram as well because i was like this is kind of different i this i don't know why i remember this so vividly but it was like you were like a cropped white top and then uh, like shorts or something like gray shorts or something and uh, i saw the comments as well and then all the comments were so nice and i was like wow this is so different than on tiktok because usually on tiktok even if like the girls are like so pretty and all of that crap traditional pretty traditionally pretty people are so mean in the comments but everyone was so nice in the comments i was like i got to follow her she is good <laughs> <laughs> confidence with which you portray yourself it just makes other people who are watching you also you know just be more confident and i don't know it's just the fact that you don't care and you just do what you want to do and you're living life and uh-huh. really inspiring to like every your followers and to anyone else who watches you as well so thank you Thank you. <laughs> that's what the thing was and I was like okay let's follow her let's see and then uh, the rest is history everyone. <laughs> follow your dreams kids follow your dreams. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I want to start off with this what's your journey been like? I know you recently did a TikTok. I'm not on TikTok anymore because I feel like it's very tough on my mental health but I saw it on Instagram of course. So tell us about your journey how has it been like? Yeah, it's funny that you asked this cuz literally the TikTok that I posted yesterday was about, you know, how I lost my job in January and all of this and so I guess to kind of backtrack it, 
all the way to the beginning. So I've been doing this for six years. This is my sixth year um, as an influencer, blogger, content creator, all of this. A lot of people I think don't, it's not that they don't know that. It's just like, nobody's been, I feel like around long enough because when I first started doing like the internet, I was a blogger. So like, I like created my own website. Like I coded this website. I did all of that six years ago when I was still in high school. And from there, I had a lot of other experiences. I was really lucky to work for, at the time, this was probably four years ago now, five years ago, I worked for um, a parkour company. And so my boss was the number one parkour athlete in the world at the time. So he was like the only person I knew who was like an influencer five years ago. He had like 200,000 followers. I was like, oh my God, what is this? And that's when it kind of piqued my interest more in becoming like an influencer versus a traditional blogger. Then I, you know, went about my business. I got my degree. Um, I worked at a couple corporate places. I used to work on the radio when I was younger, um, all of that. But then two years ago in April, might've been May. Around there, I actually walked into my corporate job. I used to run the social media for the largest mall in North America, one of the largest corporations in Canada. And uh, I walked into my job at 9.30. I worked until 4.30, got pulled into an office and uh, they were like, hey, you're fired. I was like, what? <laughs> what do you mean? And it was crazy because I went to lunch with all of my bosses that day. Like our whole department went out, like nothing was weird nothing and like 30 minutes before I was supposed to go home they were like now nah, you're fired I was like what <laughs> and then you know I had a freak out at that moment because I was in my third year of my business degree I only had two semesters left I was like oh my god what am I gonna do and this was like my first okay I'm going to start kind of doing this more full-time type of thing I ended up going on unemployment insurance and did not have a job for probably eight months after that. Hmm, eight might be an exaggeration. Maybe like five, probably five months after that. And what was really cool about that year for me personally is that was the year that I decided I was going to do social media full time. So I actually attended VidCon that year, met so many incredible other creators. And in May, when I lost my job is also when one of my best friends who also is now my manager, she was like, I think you'd be good at TikTok. And I was like, I don't know. This is like May, 2019. And she was like, I think your personality is good for it. And I was like, oh, I don't know. So made a couple TikToks, didn't really think much of it. July, I was in LA for VidCon, met a couple friends. I made friends with this one TikToker who had like 2 million at the time. And he was awesome. And like, we hung out all weekend. And he was like, he's like the same age as like my dad. So he was very father figurely like, Hey, this is what you could do. I was like, this is great. And so I was like, okay, cool. And then I started making more friends on TikTok and more friends on TikTok or like not even on TikTok, just more friends who had TikTok, even though I had like, like maybe 200 followers. I was just like, we're friends now. And I think it's because I had a lot of experience on the corporate side to be like, this is what brands look for. This is what companies look for. You know, this is my corporate traditional education. And so a lot of the people who are still my friends now, like had no idea how to do business. Cause like they just blew up on the app type of thing versus having any type of, you know, educational background, be that traditional education or just like 
length in in the time that you've worked in the influencer industry so i started making more friends all of this i was like okay like this is sweet fast forward to probably like september of 2019 i was like okay well i'm going back to school now all of this and i had randomly just applied for a job truthfully i didn't even remember that i applied for it i think my mom sent it to me and she was kind of like girl you need a job and i was like okay so i applied for it and they called me and i got this job and so i worked at a real estate company for four months september to december and then in january of the beginning of this year i walked in first day of the new semester last semester of my university all of this i walk in they're like yeah so we're letting you go i was like again And so, you know, they were like, we're not replacing your position or anything. It was a very small company. Like there was probably only like six of us. So I was like, okay, yeah, like I get it, whatever. And I was like, what, what, why does this keep happening to me? And, you know, now that I reflect, I realize I'm like a, I'm a great entrepreneur. I'm not really a great employee. I'm, I'm great at working for myself and not for other people really that much, but January, I lost my job. I was like, oh my God. And so I was like, okay, maybe I can go back on unemployment, but I was still a student at this time versus when I lost my job last time, I was literally like a week away from finishing the semester. So you can't go on an unemployment when you're a student. So I was like, oh my God, what am I going to do? And so at this time too, December of 2019, me, my best friend, one of my other best friends, and a couple of our other friends had committed to going to New York Fashion Week in February. And so I'd already paid for my hotel and my flight and all of this. And then January rolled up and I had, didn't have a job. I was like, how am I going to afford to go to New York during Fashion Week and pay for things in US dollars? Because I mean, I'm Canadian. So like everything is basically twice as expensive. And I was like, oh God, what am I going to do? And so I had had TikTok success in December. December 10th actually is my like new business anniversary. It's what I've kind of coined my business anniversary because that's the day that my TikTok account went from probably about 4,000 followers to probably about 40,000 followers or something like that overnight. And uh, I had a video go super viral. It was great. I gained all these followers. I ended up landing a brand deal for the holidays and I was like, okay, cool that money. So then I got paid right before I went to New York and I was like, this is great. And then I was like, okay, had a great time in New York, came back. And I was like, okay, I think I want to do this like actually full time. And then this was like end of February that I was like, okay, I'm going to do it. I was still hustling on TikTok. I think by this time I had 75,000 followers on TikTok. And then in March, the world shut down. And I was like, oh no. And so I was in my last semester, like literally my last month of university of my five years that I had slaved away over this degree because I actually dropped out of school in my third year because I was like, I'm going to do this full time. I'm realizing this is a reoccurring theme in my life that I'm just like, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. And then I go back to the safe option. This year I have not gone back to the safe option, but in my second and a half year, basically of university, I dropped out for nine months, basically three semesters. And I was like, I'm not going back. I'm going to do this on my own, which was very valuable. I learned a lot, but I went back to university and I was in my last semester. The world shut down because of COVID. And I was like, oh my God, what am I going to do? All the brand deals that I had had any type of inquiry about, they were like, sorry, we're pulling our contracts. We don't know how to deal with a global pandemic. And I was like, oh my God. So then I still wasn't making money. And I still, you know, I had this growing audience. It was great. The podcast was doing great, like all of this, but I was like, I'm still making no money. Like, 
it's just not working. And so then I started reapplying to jobs. Obviously, none of us were getting hired because we were in a global pandemic. And I was like, what am I going to do? And so I just started to really focus more on my social media and the content I was creating and being more consistent and all of that. And then in April of this year, I actually ended up unintentionally launching a clothing company. I literally just put merch out and I was like, hey, like, do you guys like this? And it sold out in a week. And I was like, oh, okay. And that was great because that was an influx of money. And then from there, I kind of just kept running with it and figuring it out. And then in August of this year is when I signed on to one of my best friend's agencies. So she's worked in the company or not in the company. She's worked on the brand side of influencer marketing for seven years. And so she is very knowledgeable about it. And she finally made the switch from being the person who would reach out to the influencers being like, Hey, I represent XYZ brand. She's on the other end now being like, these are the influencers I represent. And they field, she like fields our brand deals and all of this. So I signed to her agency in August and between August and now it's been crazy that because literally I've, I've tripled the corporate salary that I made at my 2019 job that I was fired from in just this quarter. And so yes, queen. Yes. It's been, <laughs> it's been absolutely crazy. I launched a full blown manufactured clothing line in the time. It's just been a wild, crazy experience this entire year. <laughs> Yeah, for sure. <laughs> definitely, definitely. It's oh like ups God. and downs, ups yeah. and downs, and finally where you're supposed to be. Yeah. It's yeah. <laughs> really freaking, yeah, it's really freaking good. <laughs> and it's like... Well, the thing about you is like you don't give up. The thing is you got let go from your first job, but then you were like, okay, I'm, I'm not going to like sit and wallow in self-pity. I'm still going to go out there and do something. And then like you were let go from your second job, but mm-hmm. you're still not giving up. And now you're like killing it. Such a queen. <laughs> Again, like it's really inspiring. Like, but, yeah, and the consistency is also yeah. really good. Like six years, it's, it's, it's tough to be consistent for six years. Exactly. I mean, even though you were not doing it full time, but you were still doing it, right? Mm-hmm. Six years. And doing like whatever, like, you know, you do content creation and then you also go to the university. That's yeah, not easy. It's not easy. It's not easy. <laughs> go get that coin. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> that was really inspiring. I hope everyone got inspired by that. We cannot forget about the fact that even though TikTok has like changed a lot of people's life, also kind of toxic. toxic. <laughs> mm-hmm. But how is TikTok telling young girls, especially young girls or teenagers or something, that they have to look a certain way in order to be pretty. I think that it's such a double-edged sword, I feel like, on TikTok. Because for me, something that I truly admire about TikTok, like, in the nerdy sense, is their algorithm is so good. Like, you could, like, five videos, and you could be like, these are the only types of videos I see for the rest of, like, my For You page. Mm -hmm. And so I think that because of that, you can either fall into a cycle where you consistently feel bad about yourself or you consistently consume content that makes you feel good. And so I'm a big advocate. I talk about this all the time, probably on every platform, (laughs) is that you are really the product of the things that you surround yourself with. And so for me, I had TikTok, I think before a lot of people had TikTok, especially people my age too. I have a sister, she's 10 years younger than me. 
So it was her friends on TikTok and then people who were a little bit older who were like 17, 18. And I was there, I was 24. <laughs> I was like, okay, cool. You are the product of the five people that you surround yourself with or the five things that you surround yourself with. And it's easy to get kind of caught up in the cycle of just like TikToks that just promote you feeling bad. I think that there's such immense pressure on social media in general to look a certain way or be a certain way or talk a certain way or your hair has to be this color or this texture or xyz and you know growing up that's definitely something that I was subjected to for a long time I was a competitive dancer for 14 years and the dance industry is very cutthroat, very, you know, you have to be 90 pounds to be a professional ballerina. You have to be this X, Y, Z. I was also the only black person in my family that lives here. I was one of the only black people in like my competitive dance. I was the only black girl on the cheer team when I cheered professionally. So relating that back to TikTok, I think that when I started it was really filled with people who, you know, I don't think anybody goes on the app to like really be malicious and be like, this is what I look like and you don't. Actually, you know what? There are definitely sectors of TikTok that are like that because earlier this year, I actually got like attacked on Twitter by eating disorder Twitter who just were wild. I didn't even know that side of Twitter existed and they were wild. But I think most of TikTok... They, the people don't come on there to be like, look how skinny and pretty I am and you're not. And da, 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 da. I think a lot of that obviously is rooted in how we were brought up, society, which is huge issues. But what I really admire about TikTok is that if you no longer want to feel that way, all you have to do is start seeking out more creators and more people who do make you feel good. You know, those five type of people or content you surround yourself with to make you feel better about yourself when you open the app versus seeing these people that, you know, for me, it was hard because I'm 24 comparing myself to these people who are 16, 17 years old, who haven't even gone through like puberty of being an adult. Like, of course they're tiny, they're children and literally seek out the people who do make you feel good, engage with their content because TikTok will serve you more of that content and it will become less and less and less of a toxic environment to see for you every single day. That's actually great advice. Like, yeah, because like, and I stopped being on TikTok only because of the sole reason that I felt like everyone is so self-absorbed on TikTok. I just feel that it's just not the platform anymore. But the way you put it, yeah, there are definitely creators on TikTok who are doing great job. Like there are people who are funny. The cringe though, (laughs) cringe on there though is so much I cannot handle it anymore. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, some people, yeah, I don't know. Sometimes it's tough, but anyway. My next question for you is, what does body positivity mean to you? I think that body positivity is kind of like a loaded gun, honestly, because we've really seen this year that a lot more people have hopped on the bandwagon or talked about or XYZ'd about body positivity. And so I think that body confidence is something that I like to promote 
I don't necessarily always align myself with being a body positivity account or person or anything like that because for me every single time that I've showed up online it's never for me here's like an educational conversation about body positivity or anything like that because at the end of the day I'm not even that educated on it like it's rooted in you know so many different things like I just haven't learned I think enough about it comfortably to speak on it and be like this is what body body positivity means at the root of it all obviously it means you know being positive about your bodies but it's like I think to surface level versus body positivity genuinely is accepting people who are in larger bodies that are not societally accepted that's body positivity. It's not necessarily a size four person being like, I'm so happy. Like when I sit down, like I still have stomach rolls and I still love my body. And it's just like, great. But like, you're, you're a size four, like you will never go through the same types of things that people like me, like I'm a size 16. I have friends who are size 22s. Like my mom is also plus size. Like you as a size four person will never go through the same things that we have gone through. And that's not even to you know, negate your experience or anything like that. Like you can be happy about the size of your body or the shape of your body regardless. But when you are straight sized, like when you are societally acceptable size, it's just, you can love yourself. That's fine. Like that's self-love. That's not necessarily body positivity because people are already positive about your body. (laughs) Yeah. Like they, they don't, they aren't out here like, go for a run and you know stop eating like which we hear in the plus size community all the fucking time the issue that body positivity i think is seen this year specifically it sparked so many conversations with so many of my friends because like for me i feel like i'm in such i'm in the middle in so many senses like i'm a size 16 which is actually the average size of a woman in north america but then i have friends who are bigger than me. I have friends who are smaller than me. I'm also mixed race. So like I'm half black, half white. I have friends who are white. I have friends who are black. And I feel like I'm like in the middle on all senses. And it's been really interesting to have these conversations with people who are like, oh, well, people are saying that like, I can't be body positive because I'm a size XYZ. I actually had this conversation with my friend and I was like, it's, we're not saying that you can't be body positive. Like, that's not what I'm saying. You can be happy with your body all you want, but you also have to remember that everything that you share on your platform, I, I specifically remember this because I was at an event and I was like sending her voice notes about this because she was had this on her story. And I was like, you also have to remember that everything that you share on your social media, when you're like, I'll link this here, I need to do this, like here's this pair of sweatpants that I was wearing or this crop top, every single item that you share, I could never buy because we are ne- not the same size. Every single place that you shop does not carry my size. That's not okay. Like that is the whole thing, the body positivity and all that is trying to fix is, you know, there's obviously layers to it, like size inclusion and all of that, like, And it's just so interesting because it's become this like buzzword of the year to be body positive. When I think that a lot of people really mean body confidence. Mm -hmm. Because for me, body confidence means exactly what I've been saying this whole time. Being confident in your body, no matter the size, the shape, like any of it. Mm. But body positivity specifically is an actual just it's a movement. It was created by black fat females. And that is who it's for. It's not for people 
who are, you know, our size two, four, sixes. Yeah. It's for the people who are our size, like 14, 16, 18, 22, 24 people who are not accepted by society. And then that's why I feel like for me, body confidence is something that I like to promote because I don't want to tell anybody, like, I don't want to have arguments or anything in the comments and be like, oh, da, 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 or anything like this. Because like I said, as much as I just sat here and like spit the facts, like I'm also not that educated on it. Like these are just the things that I know. I know there's so much more going on in terms of body positivity, but body confidence, like I think is really just accepting who you are, what you look like, regardless of the size, Mm -hmm. regardless of, you know, your shape or if you have cellulite or if you don't have cellulite, like that is what I like to promote. And that is kind of what I think I align with the most versus being this like body positive person on the internet. Mm-hmm. I really agree. I really, really agree with all of this. I actually don't know what, what, what kind of like body I have because I was definitely not the traditionally pretty, you know, like whatever skinny girl. But yeah, I definitely grew up I would say plus definitely yeah. somewhere on along that side I grew up that way and then like the thing which you were saying that like there is a difference between body positive and body confidence that I know what kind of comments we had to like bear in order to just like grow up like mm-hmm. go through puberty and like I have like men on the streets like just like uh, like s- screaming fatty or fatso or something like that when I'm walking mm-hmm. on the street or like even like you know, for something. And I'm like, why? You, I don't think so. Like a traditionally pretty person had had to, had to go through that. Yeah, cat mm-hmm. is there and all that stuff is there, but like they did not have to go through that. Like, recently, I have been having like issues with like self-esteem and stuff. And there were like, but I used to like look at these pinch. Oh, why can't I have that? And I was like, huh, okay, I've never thought that way. But this is like my first time I'm thinking that way. And I kind of had to like stop myself and like check there and be like what is happening with me it's just like not the matter of like how you look or anything that it's just how you feel after that Mm -hmm. I felt crappy for thinking that way like for thinking that like maybe like I should look a certain way and then like society will be like okay so she's pretty and I've never thought that way even though I grew up like that like I never had issues with my body and then it started happening recently Mm-hmm. And just like change the way I think and change the way everything and I have for my entire life I've never like go to the store and been like I'm not gonna buy this chips because it has so many calories in it mm-hmm. I've never even thought once or twice about eating a food or eating something and be like I don't want to eat this because it has so many calories in it but for the first time in like my entire freaking life I went to a grocery store and I was like checking the calories on the chips. Man, that was, that was not good. That was not good at all. And uh, so recently I've been like struggling with that, but that story aside, I completely agree with you. (laughs) (laughs) That's it for part one. Tune in next week for part two.